This feast day, the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, is a belief, is a dogma, dogma meaning that we must believe it. We don't have the arbitrary right to say, I don't believe in the Assumption, I don't believe Our Lady ascend to heaven, but we must, or assumed in heaven, but we must believe it's the dogma of the faith that Our Lady was assumed into heaven. It wasn't a new doctrine. The church always believed it. It's just in about 1950 that Pope Pius XII declared it as a dogma of faith. It's always believed before that. If before 1950 someone says, well, I don't really know if the dogma of Our Lady was really assumed into heaven, some assumed into heaven uh, such a person who would say that would be, technical term would be, be suspect of heresy. So it was only in time. And there are many things, too, that the church never declared, always held, but never declared. It take, for example, papal infallibility, uh, the Immaculate Conception, different dogmas. The, the church always held it, always believed it, and uh, it's just a time, and usually when it's called into question, that the church comes out and says, okay, here's what we do believe. But however, it's always believed ahead of time. Even like limbo, uh, the church never declared anything on limbo, one way or another. However, not only pious belief, but it's always been the belief of the church that uh, limbo exists. Reason suggests that, reason, reason supports it, uh, uh, Scriptures actually suggest there is a, a limbo. In fact, it even talks about a limbo. But that being said, uh, if someone were to deny that, even though it's not a declared doctrine of the faith, that would be, because the church always held it, it'd be something, such a person would be suspect of heresy. Actually, I believe it was Francis, Pope Francis of the New Church, he actually made a doubting statement about limbo, like it didn't, didn't really exist. So. Technically speaking, if it was as I understood that he said, he would be suspect of heresy just on that one point. So that being said, in 1950, Pope Pius XII declared a dogma of the faith. That being said, he, in honor of that declaration, he composed a new mass. Uh, the old mass started out, Gaudiamos, let us rejoice. The new mass, Sinu Monument, it starts out in English, a great sign appeared in heaven. Uh, and then um, also in the breviary, we have a, a office, likewise it's different than what, what it was, uh, we have that as well. I may say this though, uh, whenever there's a new mass composed, it seems like nowadays, you know, that was 1950, that there's 70 some years ago, it seems like they don't have the Gregorian down, uh, they don't have the, the beauty of the Gregorians they had in the Middle Ages or the time of St. Gregory. And so even though it's nice in its own way, it's not nearly as beautiful. Uh, as some mass composed, the Gregorian chant composed for different masses uh, 500 or 1,000 years ago. It just they don't have the same, same sense or the same flavor of the, of the music or something. The epistle appointed for the day's mass is taken from the epistle of Saint of, of Judith, taken from the book of Judith, chapter 13, verses 22 through 25, and chapter 15, verse 10. The Lord hath blessed thee by his power, because by thee he hath brought our enemies to naught. Blessed art thou, O daughter, by the Lord most high God, above all women upon the earth. Blessed be the Lord who made heaven and earth, who hath directed us to the cutting the head off the head of the prince of our enemies, because he hath so magnified thy name this day, that thy praise shall not depart out of the mouth of men, who shall be mindful of the power of the Lord forever. For thou hast not spared thy life by reason of the distress and tribulation of thy people, but has prevented our ruin in the presence of our God. Thou art the glory of Jerusalem, thou art the joy of Israel, thou art the honor of our people. The gospel appointed for today's mass.
taken the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 1, verses 41 through 50. At that time, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost, and he cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed art thou that hast believed, because those things shall be accomplished that were spoken of to thee by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul hath magnified the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, because he hath regarded the humility of his handmaid. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, because he that is mighty hath done great things to me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is from generation unto generation to them that fear him. Thus far the words of today's holy gospel. Blessed art thou, O daughter, by the Lord Most High God, above all women upon the earth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The epistle for today, taken from the book of Judith, uh, is directly speaking about Judith of the Old Testament. She cut the head, off, head, of, the enemies, head of the enemy off and uh, saved her people. She wasn't concerned about her own welfare, but the welfare of the people. And the church says what was said about Judith, you go back and read this epistle, it applies to Our Lady, speaking to Our Lady directly, about Our Lady directly. And so it is that we as Catholics always had an honor of our Blessed Mother. We don't relegate her down to just another saint or some people would say just another woman, just another lady, uh, no different than the rest of mankind. Uh, that's not true, that's not true. Uh, even as in the book of Judith, we want to do it in prophecy, it, it says there that it points out uh, in the book of Judith, as, as it goes on to say, that, uh, that because he has so magnified thy name this day that thy praise shall not depart out of the mouth of men. That was in prophecy. But in reality, uh, you'd go to the book, say, book of St. Luke, um, and there... St. Elizabeth says, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And then Our Lady, she says, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and he is regarded the humility of handmaid. From henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. What is sacred scripture if we do not believe it? Sacred scripture, sacred scripture uh, was written for our instruction. Sacred scripture was written at the inspiration of Almighty God. And what was written was written by the various authors, the New Testament, the evangelists, four evangelists, St. James, St. Paul, um, St. Peter. Uh, but it's all inspired by Almighty God, same as the Old Testament. If, as we go reading through the Old Testament, we may wonder why was this added to sacred scripture? Well, it makes no difference why it was added but the fact that the church accepted it as being divinely inspired for our understanding. And if we don't understand, it's not because uh, it's not true, it's just because of our weak intellect. I like to give the example because that which was prophesied uh, is when we look at it, we read it, it's almost like, like St. Paul describing heaven. It's almost like uh, looking through a, gla a shadowy glass. Or it's not quite clear. We can see, sort of see an outline but we just don't fully understand it. It doesn't make 
any difference whether we understand or not, in fact, is inspired. So Our Lady herself said that all generations shall call me blessed because uh, God has done great things to her. And so the church, the church has always, always honored Our Lady. Play, put her first place after our Lord. Our Lord being God, we, we adore him. We adore God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. But we venerate our Blessed Mother. And there were, are those throughout the centuries who try to denigrate somehow or another or, or downplay the importance of our Blessed Mother. But like the book of Judith points out, that Our Lady wasn't thinking of herself. If she was thinking about herself, when the angel came and said, Blessed art thou among women, once again, the angel is a messenger from God. He's relaying this message from Almighty God to her blessed mother. Uh, and she said she is blessed among women. She's not the same as others. It may have been that any one of you ladies could have been chosen to become the mother of God, but it is only, and of course, the time and eternity is just a matter of seconds. Uh, with God, so whether it was, it was our Blessed Mother 2,000 years ago or you today, it wouldn't have made much difference to Almighty God because there was no time, there was no time he, as we know it. But that being said, uh, we've always honored Our Lady, and f as this different writers have said, theologians have said, that if someone honors, uh, worships our Lord, they must honor Our Lady. Someone who doesn't honor Our Lady will not honor our Lord. And so if someone takes away from the, the honor due to our Blessed Mother, uh, then they're going to not give the, the, the proper adoration to Almighty God himself. Those who take away from her will take away from him. So we must, for our own salvation, our own sanctification, and, and you, as you read the, the scriptures, as you go through the Old Testament, even the New Testament, if you want to go pick out the cherry-picked, if you will, out of the scriptures, Go read the various Gospels and epistles from, uh, concerning Our Lady, whether it's the Assumption, the Immaculate Conception, uh, uh, Seven Sorrows, or any of them. They all make reference to the titles, to the honor, to the glory that belongs to Our Lady. She who is the Mother of God. The Mother of God. Not, not just the Mother of the man, Jesus, but the Mother of God. In time, God always existed, we know that. Three persons, one God. But the second person of Blessed Trinity manifests himself um, and she was the mother of Almighty God made known to us in time. So we recognize that, we acknowledge that, and we give her the, that, that honor as due hers to being the mother of God. And so we indeed call her the mother of God because that is what she is in time. And uh, you see that great privilege that she has. So she's not, Our Lady's not like the rest of, of women, the rest of mankind. She was chosen aside, she's chosen apart, given special graces, she was, as Eve was, without sin. As Eve, a blessed mother, was full of grace. Eve was full of grace. One could have said, if someone would have recorded it back then, uh, speaking to Eve, Adam and Eve, uh, the angel could have said, blessed art thou among women. Uh, for Saint Elizabeth would have been there before, before Eve ate of the forbidden fruit. She could have said, blessed is the fruit of thy womb. She could have said the same thing to Eve. Eve our, Our Lady, like Eve, had free will. She wasn't compelled where she had to. She must, uh, without free will, consent to this or to give to be by blind passion, whatever it might be, to become the mother of God. She, in fact, when the angel came, spoke to her, and Saint Luke mentions very little of that uh, of the angel coming. 
he records where he greeted her, and then he announced her that she was to become the mother of God, almost as it were a statement, but nevertheless a question, a query to find out if she's willing to accept that. And before Our Lady accepted, she said, well, how can this be? She said, no, not man, how can this be? And our Saint Gabriel explained it to her, and then she said, be it done to me according to thy word. And at that moment, she became the mother of God. And so she, like Eve, could have, with free will, chose not to do good. Where Eve, when she chose to eat of forbidden fruit, she sinned. She did a sin of disobedience, grave sin of disobedience in her case. However, if Our Lady would not have consented, and St. Luke, as I said, St. Luke recorded very little, but more than likely, I would imagine, my thoughts are that Our Lady questioned him, what is the consequence? What's gonna happen? How's this gonna come about? Where's it gonna go? What, what, what's in it for me, as St. Peter would say? What's in it for me? We left everything and I'm gonna do this. And St. Uh, Gabriel would have explained to her, not fully because we can't, he didn't reveal necessarily everything in the future, he could have used his right reasoning and explained that this, this and this or that is going to happen. And Our Lady hearing that, understanding it, she then gave her consent and she became the mother of God. And so today we honor, one, give her a title of the Assumption of Blessed Virgin Mary. She's assumed into heaven, along with all their other titles, and go to the litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and you'll see all the, the tiles, titles of honor and the titles of glory given to her, she who is the mother of God. And we couldn't say enough concerning her. And so the litany, for that reason, is very beautiful because they portray uh, in figurative language in many cases, uh, who Our Lady was and the honor that was given to her by Almighty God. So as God honored her, the angel Gabriel honored her, Saint Elizabeth greeted her in salutation, said, blessed art thou among women. So too do we as Catholics honor her daily and we can do it no better than saying the prayers are specifically composed for her honor and glory. May God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, amen.